My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your scissors in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Natalia. And I'm Sky. And you get a double this month because since it's the end of the month, it's we're back with our what we're watching for what we watched Yay. this month. Isn't that, everyone, everyone's, everyone loves it. We all love it. Um, <laughs> but before we get into our what we're watching for the month of November, can you believe it's the end of November already? Holy <laughs> moly, it, it just got away from us. Uh, we do have a little update from a news story we've been following from the News News episode last week, and that is the Lee sung drama. It's, it's gotten hog wild. Yeah. To be specific, it's his company, like yes. his company stuff. <laughs> he has done nothing wrong. In fact, he has been horrendously wronged by all of this. Um, so it's come out that like through this forensic accounting that he had to do, uh, which initially was reported was because he was worried that his staff wasn't being paid. Turns out, no, no, he also wasn't being paid to the tune of almost $2 million. And over 18 years. Over 18 years he's been with this company. So they lied to him for almost two decades about his music losing them money. When in fact his music had made them millions of dollars and they were just not paying it. Um, There's also recordings that have been come leaked of the CEO of his company saying that she was going to make it her mission to kill Lee Sung-gi before she dies. Like, girl. Oh, and then also, they, the company, it's Hook Entertainment, by the way, is the name of the company, and they, uh, the CEO would make it to where, like, if Lee Sung-gi was, like, on set doing recording stuff and he needed, like, a protein bar... He needed to pay for that on his own dime. We're not going to cover that. Yeah. But hey, hey, staff person, go buy me this fancy designer bag with Lisa Gee's money. Wild. <laughs> Wild. And then you also get the impression through these recordings that were like, you know, leaked like by some whistleblower in the company that she was like abusive to his manager like it is i'm just i'm gonna be real it is not a good time in korea to be an abusive ceo right now huh things not going so well for these abusive (laughs) entertainment ceos and you love to see it really (laughs) Really. you love to see it the comeuppance is uh what i've loved to see is the um like people on twitter all the fans and stuff who are like you know I was never really into Lee Sung Gi's music before, but I'm gonna be now. now and they're all like <laughs> listening to it, streaming everything. Like, yeah, like people are just like, oh no. Imagine making millions of dollars for your company through your singing, and they tell you that no one likes your singing and that you just do it as like a fan service to your fans. The fucking gall. They probably made it seem like. We, even though it's losing us money, we know you love to do it. So we will let you, you know, as a favor, we let you because no other company would let you do this like we do. So you should resign with us. So here's what's I'm just going to give an extra layer for people that may be just unaware of like Lee Sung Gi's history. He did start as a singer, like when he was very, very young. Uh, He had a couple of songs that were incredibly popular about like kind of Nuna type stuff. Thing about that is, 
So, like, this was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And so since then, he's, of course, been big in dramas and variety and stuff like that. However, the past couple of years, on one of his variety shows, Master in the House, All the Butlers, whatever you want to call it, there was a specific episode where they did a song with um, some Korean rock stars. And Lee sung did a cover of one of their songs. And it was very, not only was it very, very good, it was on YouTube and it was viral immediately yeah and throughout that month and throughout that year it was like all over the news it was constantly so even just the revenue generated from like recent things he even had a comeback like this past year that he was really like into and stuff so the fact that even his recent singing and his recent extreme vocal popularity Mm -hmm. the fact that they downplayed that is obscene and the only reason he found out about any of this was because he was accidentally sent a text message by an employee that was never intended to go to him about his own money that he then inquired about and the company said oh no no that's a mistake your music doesn't make any money and he's like you know i've trusted you for 18 years but you just got raided by the cops. I got my staff who are like grumblings happening. And I think you're fucking lying to me. And turns out for 20 years, they've been lying. That's they've been gaslighting him for 20 years. Imagine that for almost 20 years, 18 years. Like it's fucking incredible. Like the absolute gall of capitalism. Anyway. And it blows my mind because it also proves Okay. People that have not much popularity and not much power, they're even more at risk for Mm -hmm, being taken advantage of like this, right? And so that's what I want also for everyone to take away from this is Lee Sung-gi, a person that is incredibly popular and actually has a lot of star power Mm -hmm. across the board, music side and drama side. This happened to him. Yeah. Yeah. Much less think of everybody, which is most people well underneath him you know like Mm -hmm. not even just his staff but also just you know all the idols (laughs) friggin unreal actors starting out all these people so like it's just everyone is a possible victim i mean it's awful it's and this and i don't want it to sound like oh this just happens in korea this happens everywhere Everywhere. worldwide not even just in the entertainment industry like look at you know like for example like walgreens uh though you'll be hard pressed to find a news story about it uh wage theft of over a million dollars across the board of their like low level employees like yeah. unreal it's true, so right wage theft is the is the most theft that happens in workplaces in like it's world. not you stealing pens not embezzlement it's They're not you know your money yeah is them fucking you over so be vigilant, friends. Be vigilant. <laughs> so that was our huge news side note. We, we, yeah, we thought it was, story. you know, that uh, a developing tale needed a few. Uh... It developed like the day that we dropped the Newsnet episode. And it was like, really? Like so much came out. <laughs> yeah. It was like, ah, wanted to go back and like rewind. And can we can we share this bit of information with you? <laughs> 
All right, but now we're going to actually get into why you started listening to this episode, which is what have we been watching this month? So Sky's going to take us off on what have you been watching? I, uh, past couple days, I started a couple of new dramas, currently mm-hmm. airing dramas, which is against my religion, but that's still what I'm doing. <laughs> we um, <laughs> Summer Strike. Um, this has been advertised a bit but you may have not seen it around quite as much as i would actually expect you to given the mm-hmm. fact that um emshi wan is in it like yeah. so emshi wan with long hair let's be specific Ooh. um playing a librarian this is important information that is you need important. to watch it everybody this is just this is just bait at this point you know? <laughs> <laughs> um but it is adapted from a webtoon um so it has that quality to it um the main, the main, main character is um, Kim Seo Hyun playing Leo Room, and she just having a bad go. Like she's just, she's just trying really hard at her job where she's a contract employee in Seoul. Um, she's from the countryside originally. Things aren't going her way. Bad boyfriend troubles, things like that. Um, I will admit, the first couple of episodes feel very desperately hopeless for her Mm -hmm. um but the tone of the show itself is not a super dark show so it's not like it goes into very very dark places with that despite the fact that it's very nothing is going her way though and a lot of it's kind of hard to watch with that in my opinion because like presentation at work and she it doesn't they kind of end up stealing it from her because they make her go get coffee and then so they kind of blame it on her for not pushing through to do mm. the thing. And then she tells her boyfriend who then makes it seem like it's her fault. So it's very, it's pointed very personally at her mm-hmm. as a person. So that's why it's kind of hard to watch in my opinion, mm-hmm. that aspect. Um, and it's obvious that just things aren't going right. Uh, but, and I, I won't go into all the details of that, but essentially she does end up going in at least visiting a small town. Um, you know, she she leaves things and just goes and checks out this small town where she winds up walking to the library and there's this librarian and he's very, 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 very quiet. Um, but... And very handsome so, with long she, hair. And- yeah. <laughs> I will say she... Um, she is already... You can tell... She's fine in love with a small town, but they don't go into it a lot. And it's not because... It's just because it's so different and not as chaotic as the environment that she's been in, where Mm. she's just struggling as a, you know, just all the things that she's been through. So um, she's falling in love with a small town just because it's a small town, essentially. And it's not because everyone's treating her so great, because let me tell you, they're not. They're doing the small town, you're an outsider thing. And so on top of all the other personal, like, pointed struggles that she was going through, then layering on top of that, people treating her kind of rude, like, right off the bat. Uh, again, kind of a struggle to watch. Like, mm-hmm. though, again, the tone of the show, since it's based on a webtoon and it's not a dark, you know, it's not mm-hmm. dark. It's You can tell it's ultimately going to be this hopeful you'll probably love all these small town characters later on. Like you can tell that's mm-hmm. where it's going to go. Right. But, um, and I, I think the thing is her just, she's had a rough life. She's had a really rough go recently. And so 
summer strike she's just trying to do nothing like she's just trying to be and she's trying to learn who she is and just figure Mm. it out and so that's that quietness and that stillness is definitely um a thing but i i think i'll end up really really liking the show i i did like it it's just i was actually talking to natalia before we started recording (laughs) i i have a rough time when there's female lead is like the main main character and then if if she has a rough go for like two solid episodes or more mm-hmm. for various reasons and sometimes tonally that shifts so we were kind of comparing to other dramas so like where the camilla blooms mm-hmm. was heartbreaking because that female character was like very um put upon you know put upon the fact that she ran a bar and because she was a single mom like everyone would just give her guff because of that or i'm trying to think of what the other one was that we talked about do you remember natalia oh my goodness my oh we were talking about hometown cha-cha-cha but hometown cha-cha-cha she was just so that one was different because like the small town there first of all was there aspects of it that they kind of made like silly seeming a little bit but also they made it so like almost cartoony the level that she was kind of a jerk to people Mm. So that was like a thing I was comparing to the fact that, so I didn't end up even finishing hometown shop shop. I know a lot of people love that the way that so far summer strike differs to that is this lead character. She has done nothing wrong. Like she's just really trying to, she's really just trying to be, but the fact that she's like from Seoul and just trying to people just aren't appreciating her Mm. presence essentially. So but the tone of the show keeps it watchable. Um, and where are you watching this show? Where is it airing? Vicky mm-hmm. is where I'm watching it. Um, yeah. So that's a good one. So far, I really liked the tone of it. And like, for instance, there were, even when they'd be at the library, it'd be like, oh, there's chaotic little boys playing ball. And then she kicks the ball. Like, you know. Yeah. There's there's funny parts and whatever, so I don't want to make it seem like this is all a downer because the tone of it was not super down. It was just what was happening to her was sad. <laughs> so, but it was just the setup. Sometimes I have a rough time with setups for the first mm-hmm. yeah. two to four episodes of something because then that's not the rest of the show. The rest of the show is probably exploring who knows what, right? It's probably doing all these other things. Uh, so it's only two episodes are out. So that's why that's... I pretty much it was all her struggle. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hopefully it'll get better. Like she'll be struggling a little less, get people on her side. Right. So Amanda, what is a show you are watching? I too have started a currently airing show. Oh, which, why do we um, do this to ourselves? Now, in my defense, it is a short web like a short series. It's only four episodes long. So half of it at the time we're recording, half of it's already out. By the time you're listening to us, it's all out. It the whole thing is so you can go a binge mini series. So, yeah. So it's called Fan Letter Please. It stars Yoon Beck and um, Girls Generation uh, Soo Young. Mm-hmm. And it's I I really like it. It's very cute, but not cutesy. Uh, I like for Yoon Beck. He seems to have in the past. He was always second leads or like evil 
or something. You know, like he never got to just mm. be. Which he pulls off. Evil he's very really. good. He he's very good at that. He clearly enjoys that role. <laughs> he's also just a very handsome man that you're like, why is he not playing leads romantically? But I think somebody in Korea has seen that his, you know, his Instagram is dog dad. That's basically the whole vibe of his Instagram. And somebody has in Korea has said, hey, I wonder if dog dad would translate into people dad. And so he's had a <laughs> couple of roles now. Fascist. And uh, and it does. He does people dad real well, too. So in this drama, he plays a single dad of a little girl who has cancer. She oh. basically lives at the children's hospital with her little roommates. Like she's got three or four roommates of that are, you know, they're all really tight because they spend a lot of time together in between treatments. And she is absolutely the biggest fan of Sue Young's character, who is a very, very famous actress who has beautiful singing voice and is wonderful and she's just this girl so she's playing she's herself is what you're saying she's playing herself basically. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's not because she's somewhat unpleasant like she's not well, she's we don't actually a, know her in real life she well might be, that's, but... that's true Perhaps she is I i'm kidding know. i'm kidding don't come for me fans don't come for me though. it's a joke so, um they and she's not like she's not evil unpleasant but she has had some very bad fan interactions in the past, and it has given her some serious PTSD. Like she's gotten the bad fan mail and stuff, mm. you know, like the the scary bloody things and stuff like that. It so she has a real aversion to fans, and you see this like the first couple of times you see her, she's in a crowd of people who are cheering for her, who are so excited to see her, and what she sees is them screaming hate at her. Like, she mm. does not at all perceive the love that she is receiving from other people. So she has, her, like, an anxiety disorder. Yeah, and her mother was an actress who trained her to be an actress, and she was a terrible, she still is a terrible person. So, like, you kind of understand why she's not the friendliest person. She, a warm and fuzzy person mm-hmm. to fans that approach her. Yeah, so, Okay. <laughs> So now the um, real question is, how do they inter- How do they meet? Because, you okay. know, we gotta... So this is the thing. They went to school together. They were oh. in high school together when she was just starting out her career. Her, you know. And they became... They We haven't seen a ton, ton of the flashbacks yet. But they were, like, right off the bat, just hit it off. They were friendly with each other. And, and just enjoyed each other's company. And you really see that because they get reintroduced um because he's working night shift when his daughter's sleeping at the hospital he goes out and he does the designated driver thing Mm. and he is her designated driver one night he comes and you can see the moment where they like they both see each other and recognize each other but then they pretend they don't because other people are around and he's like oh Mm. miss han like i'm your driver tonight and she's like okay good bye and like it gets in the car and they keep doing this thing where they're like looking at each other in the rearview mirror and then their eyes meet and they the both classic, start clapping up and they start laughing there. She's like, this is so weird. And he's like, it's so weird. And like, she's like, what was that? Miss Han crapping? Yeah, it does like, sound cute. And you know, and he's just, it, they are acting it so, so well. Like they very, very good at doing that thing where we were old friends who reconnect and it's just easy 
immediately easy again. And they keep mm. joking with each other and having all this stuff. And he says to her, listen, a daughter is your biggest fan. Could you please write her a fan letter? And her brain goes, daughter, married, crap. Okay. And then she has a fan anxiety thing and says, no, I can't buy. And she like, and he's like, okay. So he, oh. he right starts writing his daughter answers to her fan letters oh. as if he's her. Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay. That's then, cute though. I, I see it, where it, this it, is going. And then it, so this is all like sort of the first half of the first episode. The, mm-hmm. the thing that happens is there's this like dispatch dude who's out to get her and he finds a couple of her fan letters lying on the ground where they've fallen out of a box of her fan letters. He takes a picture of it and writes a big expose on how she throws out all of her fan mail because she hates her fans. Gosh. Classic, classic. But she does, he's not lying, but like, it's yeah, not she hates no. her fans. She's terrified of her exactly. fans. She has a mental disorder. Exactly. So this girl like is like, that's not true because she writes me letters and she puts a oh, video of herself oh. out on the internet saying, oh, reading cute. this fan letter. And so shenanigans. Uh-huh. It's very, very well, cute, so, but also sad. Like it's, you know. Yeah. There's stuff so where, on. where are you, where are you watching this? Where can people watch? This? I'm watching it on Cocoa. So okay. uh, yeah, obviously you're going to finish it since it's only four episodes. You're really enjoying it. It's got a nice vibe. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is locked to Vicky Pass Plus. Yeah, so it's like so it is that Cocoa. Yeah, you know, okay. so Cocoa but... is the is the real place that it's at. Or if you or pay or a... the Vicky Plus. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. So, so it's good. Very it's, cool. It's cute and it's yeah, it, cute it's well and heartwarming. The kids are really good too. Like all the little kids that are acting in it are great. So. I, I feel like the era of kids not being that great has ended. Has we're we're <laughs> yeah, beyond that now. Like, I mean, they've upped their game. It was. It's. It's been very good. Very enjoyable. Good. 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 I've got to see on my list, so <laughs> maybe I will watch it when all of the four episodes are out. Uh, so I have been watching. Uh, I'm going to start with this Japanese show that I'm watching. It's on Viki. It's called. Uh, Ichan Secret. Ooh, it's based on a manga, and you can tell it's based on a manga. <laughs> like, you know how some Japanese shows that are based on mangas, they have the vibe. You know, this one has the vibe. So it follows um, this teenager. It's 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 a high school romance thing, and her name's Aiko, but she goes by I. And she's like, she has really really short hair, and she just loves basketball. So she plays on the boys' basketball team, and Ooh. like she has a rival on the boys' basketball team, uh, the only basketball player in school who's better than she is, uh, <laughs> Rio. Okay, and so she hates this motherfucker. She hates him, uh, and she's like, one day I'm gonna defeat you. Meanwhile, she has all brothers, and. One of her brothers, and her parents are off traveling the world or something, so she lives with all of her idiot brothers. And one of her idiot brothers runs a maid cafe. And he's like, I need you to come work at my maid cafe. And she's like, "Mm, look at me. I can't work at your maid cafe. I am a tomboy. Like, that's not what people are paying for at a maid cafe her best friend works at the maid cafe and her best friend is very feminine and so her best friend's like don't worry about it like i'll get i'll put you in a wig i'll put makeup on you 
it's fine. So obviously, like in the show, the opposite is true. When she has short hair is when she's act the actress is actually wearing the wig and when she doesn't, that's like her real hair. But I digress. Um, so on her first day where she's surprisingly good at working at this maid cafe, who shows up? But Rio. but Rio and his basketball buddies from the basketball club. And she's like, oh shit, like, I I can't, like, you know, I don't want him to see me. So she tries to hide, but then, oh no, accidentally spills coffee all over him. Oh, and no. he sees her and immediately asks her out on a date. Because he's <laughs> like, you're so beautiful, I want to ask you out on a date. So she she pretends that she's a totally different person and uses her grandmother's name. And then she, her best friend's like, what are you doing? Like, you hate this guy. She's like, exactly. I'm going <laughs> to go on a date with this guy. I'm going to make him fall in love with me. And then I'm going to whip off my wig and be like, ha, sucker. It was me the whole time. But you find out very- High schoolers are so unhinged. You find out very quickly. He already knows. <laughs> like, and this has been part of it. Like, this was the opportunity of a lifetime for this guy who's been trying to ask her out. I was about to say, he's they like met. Her the whole So this is all time. like the first episode. So then it goes, you know, the, they introduce like, you know, this girl who's also in love with him and her- hot twin brother like the the classic yeah capers um and so then he you know he's she's like well you know i can't ever like be seen with you in public outside of my disguise or like people will make fun of you and he's just like bitch i don't care like i like you in or with or without the wig i anyway it's surprisingly sweet i started it's on viki i started watching it because it has the same male lead as sweat and soap another classic <laughs> you can tell this was adapted from a manga hijinks of a show um it's very cute it's very very manga like <laughs> very manga um it does have like sort of a weird thing involving her brother who's an adult and her best friend but like we've come to accept that with these uh, Asian drama, like these Japanese specifically, where it's just like, mm, okay. So just like, don't think about that too hard. But like, it's it's cute. It's cute enough. It's not anything fantastic or amazing or, you know, mind. Which one are you talking about now? I'm trying to figure out which one you're talking about. I, I chant secret. Okay. I didn't know if you were still talking about sweat. No, and soap. sweat I and soap. I, I, I was just saying because it has the same. No, sweat and soap, there's nothing. There's bizarrely enough. Sweat and Soap does not have anything objectionable relationship-wise in it. I was it. trying to make sure I knew. No, uh, they're all adults in Sweat and Soap. And despite the fact that his character in Sweat and Soap is a bit of a freak, she's into it. So, like, it's a consensual <laughs> freak. It's fine. But for I Chan's secret, he's just a normal dude. But, like, sometimes, you know, especially with these high school stories, you'll have, like, a weird, groomy relationship in Japanese yeah. dramas. You're just like, mm, I'm just going to kind of, like... Man, look past this unfortunately it's awful how pervasive it's it is. very it's pervasive and i think it's 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 more pervasive because the age of consent in japan is so low mm -hmm. unfortunately mm. um which i think a lot of people find that unfortunate in and out of japan um and a lot of creeps find it very fortunate so but it's not mm. like a creepy like it's not like he's a, like he's not played off as like a creepy predator sort of thing it's played off more as like oh these two co-workers 
you know, by which is you know a problem in and of itself, isn't it? But uh, all in all, <laughs> all in all, it's 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 cute. It's it's silly. Like it's it's only ten episodes. Um, it's fine. It's fine. I I you know I watched it in like one evening and I was like okay, like yeah, it was fun. I, I had a fun time watching it. Uh, you know, it's got it's got the classic like, oh, everyone mistakes her for a boy, but why? Like, she's clearly clearly <laughs> a woman with she, short hair. You mean she's a very petitely structured yeah, tomboy? She's, she's okay. an attractive woman with short hair who likes masculine, <laughs> a masculine hobby. Like, okay, okay whatever. And wears a hoodie. Yeah. Like, so that's on Viki if you want to watch it. Sky, what else have you been watching? So I also picked up um, this is on Netflix Behind Every Star is what it's called and oh, so yeah. I'll, I'll say right out of the gate it's about an entertainment company managers and stuff so that's why it's Behind Every Star it's the people that run all these stars so behind mm-hmm. them uh, it feels very so I've only watched a few episodes so far it, it, it seems very star of the week kind of mm-hmm. so it'll be like here's what this issue is with this star and we need to figure out oh they don't want to do this drama anymore so we need to shenanigans to like work it out and stuff so um it kind of centers on just kind of the main senior managers um at this place as well as one newbie manager who seems to you kind of assume that she's maybe the illegitimate child of one of the senior managers. So like she kind of forced her way in, even though he didn't want her working there. Um, She's super cute. But anyway, so I will say if you liked um, shooting star, like Mm -hmm. if, if the, if an aspect of watching like entertainment company plot is something that you dig, this is the same thing. So I will say the tone is a little different. Shooting Star, because it was always the very heavy-handed enemies to friends to lovers Mm. thing. And that was like within all of the kind of shenanigans of that show. This doesn't have that through line, of course. So it is, it's it's, it's very Star of the Week stuff. Um, And then kind of each of the senior managers going through their things. So there are aspects of it that I find a little draggy just because I don't care quite as much of some of the plot lines. Um, As far as why I started watching this, I I am usually interested in checking these types of dramas out because I'm just curious of like what they want, how they want to show these things. Mm -hmm. Um, So the tone of this show to compare it to Shooting Star, it's still, it's definitely, it doesn't really feel realistic during some parts, during the during the boring parts, it feels kind of realistic mm. because the reality is it's not like this is always a interesting job. Right. It's, you know, helping stars do their crud. But, the the you know, this is the way K-dramas do. Um, it's very, oh, this is a really difficult thing to figure out. And then, of course, it like magically works itself out somehow. Like, mm-hmm. oh, these people are rivals for like 20 years and you know they're competing for the same role and don't tell them don't tell each other that they might get it and stuff like that because that's going to be a problem of course in the end everyone's hugging so it's everything's always wrapped up with such a tight little bow that it's like 
there's not much risk going yeah, on sure. so it's kind of it's kind of like mindless like yeah there are points where oh this is kind of stressful but like it'll work itself out <laughs> so doesn't really matter as far as why i picked this up i saw on tumblr a lot of gift sets of there is a uh love line i think for one of the main senior managers so one of the main senior managers and she's pretty much why i started watching the show the actress is also from hospital playlist and she played one of the leads sister who is in the military and she was this she didn't get a ton of screen time but she was a really interesting character and she played you know a woman in a masculine world type job very well she actually was an interesting character so what's interesting about her character in this show is also she's very short hair suits all the time she kind of has this like no nonsense energy to everything that she does and she is what what's the opposite of womanizer like she she goes after the guys like she mm. does not she okay. doesn't care. She's thirsty. She's she yeah. She's she has she's needs. She's with an adult lady, and so she'll be like at a bar with one of the other managers who's very emotional, and he he's in everything. Like he's a character actor that's in everything, and he's so he's like pouring his heart out. She's listening to him and being nice, but with her no nonsense way. They've been best friends forever. <laughs> There's this guy that's like eyeing her right on the other side of him, and so she starts making eyes at this guy, despite the fact that her best friend is like pouring out his heart and soul, and then he. He realizes, he's like, what are you doing right now? Why do you have to be like this all the time? Can you just not for a little bit? And she's like, what? He's attractive. <laughs> and of course, it's obvious, like, that she's on dating apps and stuff. So, like, her character is kind of, like, she's pretty fun to watch the shenanigans that she gets up to. So this character, she's kind of the main reason I'm watching because she's pretty fun to watch. Not, not really initially. She kind of seems like a jerk type of boss, mm -hmm. but I think she... There's probably more to her there. Um, but essentially, she said no to a guy on a dating app and kind of said a lot of mean things to him. And then he walks into the office. Classic. As a taxi guy. Classic. And his his little profile picture, like on the dating app, was, you know, just like kind of nerdy glasses and stuff. Oh, but of course, he oh walks no. in and he's... He's hot. He He's hot. In a suit, you know, fancy glasses, whole thing. And then she, it's very... The entire way she starts acting is oh no he's hot yeah. like that is she just starts being in his grill like she is Listen, there, there is there is like the meme right now that like the sluttiest thing a man can wear is a pair of wire rimmed glasses <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and she keeps on going like D have we met somewhere and he he of course knows like immediately yeah that she was the jerky chick on the dating app so that's why I'm invested, and it's totally not the main point of the show. So as far as I would say, only check out and invest time in this show if you are interested in like the minutia of the management of entertainment. Yeah, like sometimes sometimes it'll be two actor rivals, or one episode it was like an old, a much much older like matriarchal type actress who always plays like uh, mother in laws and stuff, mm. and then a much younger actress, and like if they they had been in a drama together before and they're being offered a new one together. And then it became like, do they really personally want to be in this drama? Mm -hmm. uh, but they're also trying to not um, sabotage the other, the other actresses availability to be in it as well. So it became like, some of it is kind of heartwarming. Mm -hmm. um, none of this feels realistic whatsoever. So do not take it as like, Oh, this is a great insight. Kind of like 
shooting star. Mm-hmm. Aspects of it you can take as insight, but don't take most of the like, oh, this is tied up in a cute little bow. Mm. That's fun. So, but yeah, Netflix, um, I think only six episodes might be out now, maybe eight. By the time this comes out, I'm not sure. I don't know what day it's dropping. Um, about an hour an episode, if that is something you're interested in. I will say, you know, if, if you're down to watch this love line, like that really might be something that you're into. I think they're going to get a lot more screen time. Mm. So nice. I started a C drama called Flipped. It's an older one. It's like 2016, I think, something like that. Um, Ancient. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from the old, from the before times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it stars the um. You know the the glasses guy from uh, King's Avatar, the one that's yep. like matched up with Chatterbox. He's the the male lead in this, and everything about this drama, like it's very, it reads like it's a very very by the book, C drama modern rom com. Like it's mm-hmm. you know, he's a talented guy, domineering CEO, warm heroine. Workplace beauty. She's grown rebellious due to her dad's strict upbringing. Strict. Flat out abusive. The man is an alcoholic Mm. who locked her in the house. Okay? This is... He's... And... Trash. Beats her. Like... Yeah, no. Not strict. Abusive. Since her mother died, he took up drinking and became a totally different person. She runs away from home. She crosses paths with this guy who's a talented, cold, overly sensitive young man with exceptional abilities. He's an architect. He runs an architect firm. He, She's an artist. He hires her to do the, like, artist renderings of their designs, you know, so that they can sell them better to clients and stuff. Mm. Okay. Everything in the opening credits, you know, how they do in C-Drum, like, it's very, it's Pratt falls into accidental kisses. It's cutesy mm-hmm. painting scenario. You know, very, very cute. Okay. First episode starts, and it opens with him walking down the street with this monologue about how difficult life is for the truly talented. And life is very hard (laughs) when you're so talented and have such exceptional abilities. Like, he has super sensitive hearing, and this makes life difficult. So part of the reason he's cold is that he can't be around people because it's super sensitive hearing and super sensitive sense of smell as a sound sensitive person legit it is legit not the self the self-involved aspect seems but then (laughs) as he's giving this monologue walking down the street he teleports down the street oh shoot capital t talented this man has super hearing and super smell (laughs) and he can teleport that accidental kiss in the opening it's because he accidentally teleports into her uh art studio and falls against her in a kiss like okay i'm like see now now i'm way more invested and interested when it is being just the rom-com it is so by the book so yes okay i've seen this a million times before (laughs) but then all of a sudden like she has a stalker this stalker is after her because, oh, one of the things is that she, his little sister has a rare disease that's killing her. It's not just a rare disease. Her talent is seeing the future 
and it's killing her every time she sees the oh future it causes oh, like brain problems to her so in every generation a healer is born and the healers can help the talented oh, who have this problems is wild <laughs> so this took, this there took is a such stalker, a turn right the stalker is after her because his brother he's talented his brother was talented and his brother died because this healer wouldn't oh. heal him the healer wouldn't heal him because she was pregnant at the time and it could have killed her baby if she did it it would put her life at risk so now he's trying to avenge his brother meanwhile the that's why this guy's like talent for teleportation draws him to her because she's so, probably the healer and it's like do, does it I'm feel like, like two what? separate shows in one because it sounds yeah. like that <laughs> it's very much the first couple of episodes really reminds me it gives me the same vibe as um blood the mm. drama blood where oh. you're watching an a medical office <laughs> drama and then you're also watching a, a show about vampires and it's very similar like vibes in some ways and you're like what so like it's good i'm keeping watching it because it's on youtube it's all there the subs are pretty decent so it's fine um but like whenever it's a rom-com i can kind of tune out so like i have it as my kitchen drama like i you know once in a while and then the musical change and you're like oh something interesting and you pop back in so it's weird like it's it's just it's weird and they mm. it's got all the key oh and she has a handsome um neighbor who runs a cafe who helps her avoid her dad and is it like lets her move in you know sleep on her couch his couch kind of thing when her dad finds her apartment and stuff yeah he's um there's also like a secret order of like a family of watchers who like look out for the healers and the talented. <laughs> this is wild. That too. Like it, it's, it's just, just it's, but it sounds so weird. Like it doesn't. It sounds to me like it'd be a much better show if it would like pick a genre together a pick little a bit more. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like somebody wrote a really boring typical rom com, tried to shop it around, and everybody was like. This is a boring, typical rom-com. What sets it apart? And they were like, um, superheroes. They're superheroes. <laughs> and they went, oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. And so they just sprinkle it in here and there to, like, make it better. I mean, but, like, I, I'm not against this. It's I, mean, not I, would, I would prefer that, you know, kind of boring rom-coms actually have something, like, going on. Mm, like, yeah. Usually they yeah. would sometimes be cool. But, you got integrated a bit, or else it's kind of yeah. It's so weird. Like it just—it keeps feeling like I thought the thing with the stalker was going to be a bigger deal. I'm only a third of the way through, and that's kind of been. Oh, I—I I, I, I gotta admit, I hate it when that happens. When something in a show feels like this is the main arc, like this is a yeah. big, mm -hmm. big deal to all the characters. Like, it just seems like the main thing that's going on. And then they wrap it up like within an episode and or two. Like, and then it's well, like, wait a second. Yeah. Wait a second. Why? <laughs> that was interesting. I want more of that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. And it's, so how far, how far are you? 
I'm seven or eight episodes in, and I think it's twenty two or twenty four episodes. That's not bad. So, and uh, where are you yeah, watching it? Where can where can the YouTube. people watch this? YouTube. YouTube. It's all on YouTube. It's on the Kuken channel, K U K A N, and they nice. have it all nice and neat in a folder for you, so you can just oh, pop into the folder love and watch it all in order. So, this sounds you know, like we'll make an witness. So, are you going to keep yeah. watching it? Well, I keep saying no, but I keep putting it back on. So, like. but but I mean, also, you're saying it's your kitchen drama, so you're not like investing a lot of extra time into the exactly. Show. It's sort of on while I'm washing the dishes, while I'm making dinner, while I'm, you know, and it's he. It, there's a lot of fan service in it. I mean. I'm on like episode seven and they're together already. They're kissing and they're, they're kissing, kissing. And like, he <laughs> Which for is, C-drama, that's spicy. Right. And like, I mean, like grabbing her butt, she's like up on him. Like, oh my. Okay. Like, hello. Um, and he, you maybe wouldn't realize it from King's Avatar where he's playing this sort of silent nerdy dude. Like the guy is ripped. And he is shirtless a lot. Of course he's like, They are sharing Duh. that around. Shower scenes. Like, you're just like, My goodness. What? Okay. All right. There's like, a lot of things going on in this, this drama. This drama it's sounds like a lot. wild time. <laughs> yeah. It, it really, it is. It's not, it's not great. But it's not it's so not bad terrible. that you're like, I can't watch this. Right? Like, it's not unwatchable. It's just weird and like there's a lot going on it kind of sounds like an ad libs thing like like yeah like out of a hat and then we're like okay let's see if we can make a show out of this but like not integrate it like keep it really disjointed what's the weirdest thing to me about it is that a none of this stuff is in the opening or closing credits on it um and then b like this show is 2016 on my drama list, there's nothing. It's not tagged that way. It's not like nothing in the description. <laughs> and I'm like, it's been so the forever. Is, are you gonna submit some tags and stuff? Because maybe I might. You should. Like, you should. We got it. The people should know what they're it's about wild. to watch. It's wild. Because so, it should not be. I, oh, this is just a rom com. I mean, I have no going. idea where the the name flipped comes from. Because I, I because they're flipping the plot genre back and forth. That's why. That's where it came from. Done. Solved. Who knows what? I mean, with with all those types of characters, though, like those archetypes of characters, you could really, you could like, especially with that sister, you could do like, oh, she dies, but then since she could see the future backwards, like you could do all types of crap with like teleporting and see the future and like there's a best friend the the male lead has a, a best friend who's clearly in love with the sister but the sister keeps having these dreams about some guy she's never met who is the like watcher neighbor mm. cafe owner guy so like okay. i mean there's a lot going on there's a lot so yeah sounds like it speaking of a lot going on i've been <laughs> watching this korean sitcom uh, called Gauss Electronics, which uh, is based on a webtoon, and you can tell it's another one of those like, oh, mm-hmm, this was based on a comedy webtoon. It is very funny. I will admit, of course, like with all things, there's a lot of like what what I would call sort of uh, Korean humor that sometimes doesn't translate 
quite as well to a western audience but like once you're like used to that you're just like okay um so it follows the employees of the worst marketing team at an electronics company um who are always just like one half step away from disaster just absolute from like getting fired so the main character is just like this poor little loser who is really bad at reading the room like really bad at reading the room and only joined this company because his first love worked there and then so he was going to follow and finally you know tell her his feelings but uh she always has another boyfriend so he's he's never able to but he's always like you know picking up her dry cleaning and cleaning her apartment oh my yeah yeah you that vibe and then you have uh his like direct superior who is just this mean-spirited like she's just she's a bitch like but like in a fun sort of way <laughs> and then you have the, like the other two sort of main character like couple vibes that are going on where you have this this uh like girl who's like the one of the assistants in the office who's very happy-go-lucky but used to be fat and started working out a lot so now she's like super super strong and, and then the son of, uh, like, their, their biggest competitor who's rebelling against his parents <laughs> by joining, like, their right. competitors, but he's he's not good at anything. And, <laughs> oh my god, it's so, like, it's just, it's such a sitcom. But my personal favorite character on this show is the main dude who's kind of a loser, um, needs to get a roommate and there's this man named Aziz moves in with him and Aziz is a capital M mood like anytime anything happens like Aziz always happens to just be there witnessing it and is like Aziz saw that like mm -hmm. and it's just like their relationship is so funny just like the two of them being like sitting down for these heart to hearts and then but like Aziz will always be doing these weird part time jobs so he'll be like forcing him to help him like glue eyes onto you know bears or you know chopping garlic or whatever um, it's very goofy it is goofy to a new extreme and then but it goes through like each of the characters that work in this office have like their own little mini arcs that are happening amongst like the greater overall arc of like the two main couples in the office so it's like you'll find out about you know like they're the boss of marketing department three is like a big gamer and so he's there's this thing where they buy like the opposing company's Siri essentially like Alexa to like work it out and he ends up falling in love with this like AI who tells him like you should be bold and go meet your guild mates like and then he shows up and they're all like 13 year old boys so he has to pretend to be his own dad to be like he can't come to the family. this sounds like, like it sounds so sitcom-y that like in the past it would almost have like laugh tracks like it, and all it that. feels like it should have a laugh track but it doesn't like it it's it's really fun like i i was i'm surprised at how much i'm enjoying it uh, i was i'm gonna be honest i was a little worried when they introduced the aziz character rightfully so given the as past. you always are but no nothing there was it's just like 
it's like it plays it off like a bit of where he's like, well, I can practice my English. And Aziz is like, what are you talking about? I don't speak English. I'm Korean. Like, I grew up in Korea. I speak Korean. And the actor who plays him is a Korean national. Like, he's half Korean, like, uh, genetically, but, like, grew up in Korea. So it's just, it's just sort of like, it's it's just silly. And it's 12 episodes. It's on Viki. Um, so if you just want a goofy, like, just comedy of errors type situation like there's <laughs> i have to tell this like one little plot because it made me like i literally was crying laughing and i made my husband watch it where the strong like the the conglomerate son is like trying to you know flirt with this really strong girl and she's like sorry like you're not my type like i i really like my my ideal man is someone like kim jong-kook like you know like a big strong someone like strong like me and then it cuts to him like what you think is him doing push-ups while like glaring but he's doing push-ups over a picture of kim jong-kook and he's like i'm gonna defeat you kim jong-kook but then i like <laughs> then then it pulls back and he's doing them on a wall like <laughs> like it's that sort of you know like it's it's that's the sort of vibe. Even the, the editing show. is jokes. Yes, and, stuff. and it did have Yoon back right. in it very briefly as a cameo in the first episode, as the person who's supposed to take over this marketing department. He's like, "No, I'll never be a loser like you people." And he's like running away. <laughs> he's in it like one scene of him just calling them losers and then running away. It's. Very funny. I do recommend it. It is on Viki. You can, it's all out. I think it's just on the regular, like, Viki thing. Um, it's, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, but I, I'm sticking around for Aziz. That man, like, every scene he's in is comedy gold. Like, his comedic timing is perfection. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, Gauss Electronics, really enjoyed it. So um, we're going to do our final main round here of our dramas. So I'm going to admit that I haven't watched any other Asian dramas lately. The Those were pretty much the fir- the ones that I had picked up. Plus, we only did our what we're watching like, like three weeks ago. Weeks it was ago. really not yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. but um, I have been watching another Dimension 20 series and I, I spoke about that last time um but i am now i'm watching fantasy high which was their first their very first um game campaign that they did back in i think it was 2018 mm-hmm. um in the before times and and they mm-hmm. are so i will say this so like last time i talked all about their like app and all that stuff which i definitely recommend but the thing about fantasy high since it was their first one you can go watch them all on youtube mm-hmm. for free so nice. you can get it anywhere even if if this is something you'd prefer to listen to as a podcast, you can go do that yeah. on their stuff on Spotify or whatever. Um, so all free there's access to fantasy high. If that's something so fantasy high, what it is, it's essentially, uh, so yes, you have the high fantasy world of like what you would typically think Dungeons and Dragons stuff, but they said it in like a, like quintessential, like 1980s type, like high school town setting to where, it's just high schoolers like and shenanigans thereof but then you they of course still have like battles and have to go up against baddies but the baddies will be like oh the lunch lady who causes chaos for a moment or the coach who seemed like a normal coach but now he's not you know like all this stuff so Mm -hmm. uh it's very very fun um 
all the different characters are really, really entertaining. So I, I do recommend it for, if that's something and a lot of access everywhere. So if that's if you're interested at all, it's mm. it's around a lot of places. So, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. It's I will say I started watching the shows from this that I watched were a lot shorter, um, like 10 episodes. So like Fantasy High is more like 13, 14, and it's it's about an hour and a half or more each little episode so there's a lot to it um there are two seasons worth of fantasy high it is a full arc the first season Mm -hmm. and that's what i think is all out i'm not sure if the second season is also out as well i haven't gotten that far on like the free side of things since i was looking on the paid subscription service but um yeah it was really fun i do recommend it if if people would get a kick out of that type of thing how about you amanda I started watching uh, Farming Academy. Um, again, a little bit older, but uh, it's just fun. It's just cute. It's short. Like what country? Episodes. Sorry, it's Korean. Mm-hmm. Um, it is also. I'm watching it on Cocoa. But I finished the first season, and I'm on to the second season now. It's very, very cute. Short little episodes, and. My drama list has four episodes per season, but it's eight episodes per season is the way it's broken down on Cocoa. So I don't know what the deal is there, but whatever, they're short. The first season is their first year at this farming academy. It's basically a university for agriculture and you learn farming techniques and you learn the science behind farming and you learn all this different stuff. And the main character is a girl who grew up on a Um, a sweet potato farm and her family cannot afford to send her to university but because she's a farmer's kid she can get free education at the farming agriculture university she just has to guarantee that she will go into farming for six years afterwards it's basically Mm -hmm. like doing a military thing right where you like you know you get your college for free but you got to join the military for so many years she's getting her college for free but she has to farm Medical professionals do that too. Like yeah. a hospital will pay their way for something mm-hmm. if, yeah. as long as they do a contract to be at that hospital for a while. Yeah. So um, that's kind of the the vibe. It's the deal she's doing. Um, she hates it initially because this was not her dream. This is not what she wanted to do with life. She mm. wanted to be an actress. She wanted, you know, but she realizes she's actually very good at this. And this is in her blood and she loves plants maybe she just doesn't love sweet potato farming but she does love sweet potatoes a lot and you know she's got a bunch of different classmates who are um sons of you know some of them are rich sons of like farming conglomerates who are going into this to like learn the family business some of them are people who like her couldn't Mm. afford anything else but you know like the science behind it and they want to help you know, figure out the science for to help farmers do their job better and, and you know, suffer fewer losses and stuff. Um, there's a romantic plot line with uh, Lee, I think it's Lee Taewon from uh, Surprise. Surprise, Lee Taewon. He's, uh, and this, I think, I've seen him in a few different things. To me, this is the best role I've seen him in. It's age appropriate. He's playing his age. He's playing a very easygoing character. He's off acting opposite 
a lot of actors who are who are good, they're fine, but they're also young and not industry like often he gets cast in these roles where he's playing older than he is or where he's acting opposite like industry greats and so his lack of experience kind of shows and stuff he's just Mm. it's just a good drama for him so if you like him but aren't always happy with you know don't think he's a great actor or whatever this is a nice drama to watch him in because he's just a delight in it and he he suits the role very well he has fun it's really interesting the first season they've got tomato plants there it goes around you know a group they've got a group project of they have to grow tomato plants and this group working together and stuff and then the second season is their final year at school and they're all going off in their own directions and they want to go out with a bang it's interesting it's cute um there's lots of cute characters in it and different characters and and like some heavy stuff too like in the first season there's some heavy moments between like Lee Taewon's character and his dad and they touch a lot on the things that specifically um, Korean farmers would face I think that are pretty universal that a lot of farmers face the increased costs so, so I have a quick question mm-hmm. um, because of the unique structure of like the seasons or episodes and stuff and just because of the topic which is very unique for like a drama as far as could you tell that it was sponsored or anything by like the Korean farmers something it didn't have quite that vibe there were a few things that popped up in the first season that i felt like i wonder if this is a real like the first season really focuses their tomato growing group is growing in a like an indoor greenhouse system and they mention the name of that company multiple times and i kind of wonder Mm. if it's a real company that is trying to help koreans increase their growing seasons and stuff but it wasn't like really mm. obvious. They didn't show us the logo a bunch of times or like, you know, it was it wasn't like it wasn't yeah. high drama Oishi levels of stuff, right? So. so it's not like at the end of the episode it's like, oh, this is obviously paid for by the Korean farming industry. No. Like it didn't say that. No, or it doesn't, huh. it doesn't it's just have the that topics vibe. sound like it would be yeah. something that like they would want to yeah. put out there and the public like because i've seen that with Mm -hmm. like because i've seen the the shorter dramas Mm -hmm. that are like uh you can tell they're like korean tourism board like to where oh we're always on location at this place and we're like having a cafe on the beach you know that's kind of the main let's go outside and look at the nature you know come here (laughs) tourism like it's not a web series like it's an sbs series which usually those ones tend mm. to be more like a web series yeah. or something, right? Yeah, it's, it's going to be web actual... series. So that's, mm. It's just a unique structure to the episodes and stuff. Yeah. So it's just so interesting. It's, and the topic, cool. I would have really mm. put it like squarely on web series level content. I'm not yeah. production money. I'm just saying like but, as far as, mm-hmm. it sounds like it would be something that some farmer's advisory board would really be wanting <laughs> to like, yeah, hey, and, can I mean, you guys talk about how crops can die? You know, whatever. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting it's it's been 
it's cute. It's an easy, easy watch. Like, just hmm. whipping through the episodes, no problem. So, for my final pick, mm-hmm. when this show came out, I was very hyped to see it. But I, my attention deficit then got distracted by other shiny things. Because I was like, I'm going to wait for it all to finish because this feels like one I want to watch a lot. Um, and then I just forgot to watch it for, like, a year. Um, I... And I will say about this show, like, I didn't want to just do one episode at a time of it, because I knew. So the show that we're talking about is I have started watching The Devil Judge. Um, There's a very dumb reason why I remembered about The Devil Judge and started watching it. And it's because I was on just sort of a YouTube click uh, storm. And I happened on. So if you're unfamiliar with The Devil Judge, um, we'll get into this more. But there's some strong gay homoerotic undertones that are practically overtones in this show. Uh, so much so that there's there's a surprising number of fan edits on YouTube of the two main characters. But this one was like a music video set to a Florence and the Machine song. And they, they had re-edited this show to make it seem like the two male main characters on this show be fucking. And I was like, absolutely, they did not. Like, I I know I haven't seen it, but absolutely did not. So before I went into this, I was actually discussing this concept with my husband about how a lot of male writers don't know how to write male platonic relationships. Because dudes are often homoerotic within their friendships. Yes, because because dudes aren't expected to like they don't under like they don't have mm-hmm. the same sort of uh, ease of intimacy that female relationships have because of the patriarchy. So they're stunted. Essentially, like masculinity stunts men from having intimate relationships outside of romantic relationships, whereas femininity does not. Which is why like we can hug our girlfriends without doing the the back pat slam you know the one like get the no homo pat mm-hmm. um so anyway i went into the show <laughs> thinking that this was actually the case that this was going to be another instance of just like you know this platonic relationship being written kind of romantic i don't think that's what it is i think that jisung the main actor specifically <laughs> decided to make a different show than the script he was handed like <laughs> No, because like none of what they're saying or like what's happening would indicate that there's anything gay going on but the way that he's like like why is he shirtless in this scene why why is he striding in with his bathrobe half undone giving fuck me eyes to ji young's character there's no reason so the basic plot of this show is set in a i'm gonna use air quotes here future uh. dystopian korea <laughs> Um, right after a big disease and economic downturn. And so there's lots of like homelessness and Hmm. no upward mobility for people and joblessness and blah, blah, blah. And the country is basically being run by a right-wing oligarchy. (laughs) Um, Yeah. hmm. Seems real dystopian and fictional. Um, So basically they cook up this plan that they're going to have like a live streamed, like a televised court program that everyone, like the whole citizenry can be the jury of. 
And so you can vote through like an app if you think the person is guilty or not. And so it has three. Yeah. So it has three judges, one oh, of whose no. Jisung's was like the main judge. And then Jin Young and um, the actress uh, Kim Jae Kyung uh, as the other two judges. Okay. As like the associate judges. But you very quickly find out that Jisung's character, Kang Yohan, is orchestrating an entire like revenge plot for his brother's death using this live court show and being very sneaky and underhanded and doing very ethically bad things. And Park Jin Young's character gets like breaking batted into this whole, you know, life of like, he's like this upstanding, like grew up in the slums, like his own parents, like, you know, lost their lives because of crime. Like, and he just wants to be a good guy. Like he just wants to do the right thing. And he believes in the justice system. But then the longer that he spends working as a judge in this justice system, he's like, oh, this is all bullshit. And Jisung's character's like, oh no, it's all bullshit. It's all a mirage. It's just rich people doing whatever the fuck they want, like they always do. It sounds like it sounds like the Kim Yo the Jisung's character is pretty unhinged, right? Like Oh, he's a hundred percent unhinged. And I don't know of any other actor who could have done this as well as he's doing. Like I literally can't think of one. But like I've like I feel like Jisung got this script and it was a pretty, pretty straight script. And then was like, no, no, absolutely. No. And so like, and it's, and it's, you know, it's, it's ironic where they're like, this is a fit. Like at the beginning of every episode, there's like, this is, this is based on a fictional dystopia version of Korea, like in the near future that doesn't exist. But it's like, all the problems is like, Oh, we're dealing with uh, a rich Chayball who assaults people every time he's upset and, like, you know, does shitty things to poor people. And, oh, there's a, you know, a corporation who, you know, polluted the wastewater and a bunch of people got cancer and died. And, like, and you're like, no, these are just problems that exist in modern. And you've got, like, you know, the, the right wingers inciting people to uh, be violent towards, you know, foreign workers and gay people and it's like <laughs> wait a second this isn't mm. a dystopia this is just reality set in like a slightly dystopian way like this is what's happening now in korea and other places like but anyway it's excellent it's on viki and apparently on netflix in some places um and apparently in we TV, on WeTV and something. Because I feel like I've seen it on I'm Netflix, watching it on I'm going to check for America here. It's I, I don't think it's on Netflix Canada. Um, I think it I looked not, it up. It is not I mean, on I'll, I'll US check. Netflix. Yeah, so I think it might be like Netflix, like Europe or somewhere. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, don't get I do think it's funny that the thing it's yeah. recommending me, the first thing it's recommending yeah. me, though, in place of it is Beyond Evil. Yeah, it's, it's recommending Beyond Evil, then Vincenzo, then Juvenile Justice. Like, it knows what it's about. Like, it's... Well, whereas for me, it's Beyond Evil, Flower of Evil, and then Business Proposal? 
They're, you're losing us. No, mine mine actually makes sense. So mine goes Beyond Evil, Vincenzo, Juvenile Justice, Lawless Lawyer, Law School, Extracurricular, Black, DP, The Good Detective, and then Inspector Koo. Like, it knows. Oh, I, it's no, figured no, it out admit, for me. I didn't click. I didn't click. So it is Beyond Evil, Front Cover, Juvenile Justice, Move to Heaven, Lawless Lawyer, I guess. like it, it's, it slowly loses it as it goes <laughs> down. Because uh, in the next line, it goes from Yaksha to First Blood to Love and Leashes. Like, it's slowly losing the plot as it goes on. But um, Netflix, you're trying. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but it also has, so I have to say, it also has Kim Min Jung in it. Um, and if you think that Jisung's character is unhinged... He's got nothing on her. Like, she's the most unhinged villain I have ever seen in my life. I'm loving every... And it's not like, oh, it's a surprise she's a villain. Like, from the first time you see her, you're like, oh, she's so bad. Is, like, is that kind of why it's fun to watch? Just, like, just the unhinged... It's so fun. Like, but it's, like, unhinged, but not in a way that is unrealistic. Mm-hmm. If you know, like... Because, like, in, in the world that it exists... All of these things make sense. Like the way these people are makes sense in the world that has been set up as a slightly more technological, just slightly more technologically advanced with a slightly bigger difference between the ultra rich and the very poor. Like, but not so much that you're like, oh, this is a sci-fi. Like, no. It's more like this it's is... just exaggerated reality. Is what yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's just like, people are like, oh, like these, you know, weird you know, a live airing, these court things. It's like, they do that in the States. They have a whole TV network for it. Like, this isn't a bizarre concept. Right. Like, um, there are, you know, a few suspect parts to it that I'm like, eh, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have made that part of this, but it is what it is. You know, they're, they're working, they're doing their best. Um, but no, definitely like for all the people who are like, oh, it should have been a BL. I'm like, no, it shouldn't have, but Jisung decided it was. Well, is it possible? Is it possible that his character he just decided to make <laughs> bi or yeah, gay? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like he's shamelessly flirting with Park Jin Young's character all the time, <laughs> like just all the time. And even like there, there were some videos like a behind the scenes of them like filming the posters of it, where he's like, "No, no, Jin Young, like get closer, like." Like, like we're lovers, like, you know, like we're, we're lovers. And Jinyo's like, all right, man. But like, he's dead. Like he decided this was the subtext of his character. And just Park Jin Young and the director just went, went with it. They were like, yeah, that makes sense. I think that's cool. Like, that's a neat thing. Cause how many, how many straight man characters do we need to see? Really? We've seen enough. (laughs) We've seen enough. Like, and then, you know, they're, the Kim and Jung characters, her character has, like, real, real crime by vibes to her as well. Dominatrix style. Crime like, vibe. you know, like, she's, like, controlling this, like, rich dude with, like, very mm-hmm. clearly has some mm-hmm. sort of humiliation fetish. Like, it's, it's a wild show. It is a wild show show i'm like half i'm more than halfway through it so i'm on like episode 12 and of 16 and i'm just like yes i need like as soon as we finish recording this i'm gonna go keep watching it like that's what's happening that's my evening tonight (laughs) um so i cannot recommend it enough i i don't know how it's gonna end like i literally i'm on episode 12 i don't know how it's gonna end i'm being taken for a wild ride i listened to uh 
I think it was Nat from uh, Soju Chronicles watched it all. So I've, I've listened to her talk it all through, but I still, I've heard her mm. tell me the whole How plot and I still could not tell you. It's, it's very, there. it's very complex. Like there's a lot of moving parts that are constantly happening that slowly get revealed. But, so, so it's so actually like fascinating, yeah, fascinating to watch. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's not like so complicated that you're like lost, but you're like, every time they reveal something, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> like, oh, oh, cause like, you know, every time it looks it's the sort of thing where every time, like, the rich people think they finally got one up on Jisung's character, suddenly it's like, it's like the meme of him just, like, in front of, like, the burning house, like, mm-hmm, like, you know, smiling at the camera, like, oh, you thought. You th- I've, I've been in your house the whole time. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> really good. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it even has a disabled character in it. And she's so mean and delightful. Awesome. It's wonderful. <laughs> It's wonderful. Um, nice. So yeah, and it's, you know, making good social points that I think a lot of perhaps people who are so far up the pipeline, probably if they watched it, wouldn't understand. Because yeah. it's that real like, oh, are we the baddies energy to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I'm really enjoying it. It's on Kiki in North yeah. America. So, mm-hmm. and it's a TVing. So they're who made like happiness and stuff. So it's got that vibe. It's really good. It's really good. Like, cannot recommend it enough. So, so yeah. So now, before we uh, sign off, we're just going to do a real quick little run through of everything else. Everything else we've been watching, just in case, and give it the thumbs up, thumbs down. You know how it goes. Sky, is there any other things you've very quickly been watching? Um, not a site. You know, like mm-hmm. I already mentioned last yeah. what we're watching, the other stuff that I just haven't repicked back up. But like, those mm-hmm. were the other things that I, I haven't watched any more episodes of them. So. I'm sure I'll pick stuff back up soon, but yeah, none for me. How about you, Amanda? Yeah. I'm still watching Love in Your Eyes, and I still love it. I'm still watching Three Bold Siblings, still enjoying that. Um, Still watching Between Us, still enjoying that. Um, I did pick up just today Mm -hmm. Gap, the series, the new Thai girl love. Um, It's cute enough like it's it's very typically you know office cold boss you know story um my only my one little complaint is that they've set this up as a a thing where they met as children but it's an age gap romance so like the kid was like six with a teenager and he's like "Mm." and at the point at this point all we know is that the younger one like saw her and she was kind to her and, you know, it was a whole thing. And she has sort of been a fan of this girl her whole life, which is cool. That's fine. As Mm -hmm. long as they do not later tell me that this like teenager has been thinking about this child for the rest, you know, like, yeah, which doesn't seem to be the case so far. I just, I got no problem with an age gap, but we do not need a, childhood meet cute with an age gap when it's an age gap <laughs> when it's an eight year age gap right like please just don't just just don't you could leave that part out and it would still be a fine story she could idolize this girl without ever meeting her as a five-year-old or whatever like we just don't need that like <laughs> otherwise it's fine and there's mm-hmm. like cute little side characters and stuff and where's that one being shown at YouTube. YouTube. 
Yeah. So, yep. So, yeah, exactly. But, and one episode a week for that one? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's 10 or 12 episodes intended. So. I I feel like I'm going to try to drag my feet on that one because I'll want to. Yeah. It, not a whole lot. Happened. A lot of, you know, cutesy falls and I'm going to stand up to the, the boss and tell her what I think moments and it's it's good it's cute so i've also st- i've also been watching love in your eyes it's fun uh i've also been watching between us and gap i'm really enjoying between us quite a bit um gap i thought was it was okay um we'll see if i keep mm-hmm. watching it um i continue with my tooth your love the the one episode a week just torture that i'm going through because it's so good and i get a mere one episode <laughs> a week that's cruel to me personally as a human being. Um, I also have been watching Choco Milkshake on YouTube, which is very cute. It's just like a little web series, a strong, very show. I've also, for, again, mm-hmm. I don't know why I am, but I'm watching the entirety of Big Dragon. Um, this is, it's just softcore pornography at this point. Like, and, but it's, it's fun. Like it's, like it's fine like the show is is very beautiful like it's very well filmed and like the acting is fine i just don't come for me listeners who like big dragon i'm not saying it's bad i just think the plot is kind of stupid but it's fine i like it. i'm enjoying it like clearly i'm still watching it so it can't be that bad well actually that's like listen, that's not actually a, when it's for me that's not actually a statement because i've watched some <laughs> real real rough stuff uh, and finally, I have also been watching, I'm about halfway through the show Blind, um, which is incredibly good. I didn't want to talk, I, I would have talked about it as one of my main shows, but it's currently not really streaming anywhere in North America. So I didn't really want to, you know, get people hyped up for a show they may have a hard time locating but it's really good it's like a crime and i don't know why it's not streaming anywhere it stars tachyon and and the dude from your from one percent of something a pink uh ng like it's got like a cast that people and it's a crime show people are gonna watch it yeah so i don't i anyway i'm sure it'll show up somewhere eventually like that um sounds like it has netflix written all over it right yeah it's it's like not a netflix show but like and it's it's i think it's a tvn so obviously it's not going to show up on you know cocoa or anything but like i feel like viki or like ichi would have picked it up yeah but uh anyway it's really quite good very dark very dark and um pre-warning to anyone thinking about watching it if you can't handle bad things happening to children don't don't watch it i will not don't don't watch it bad bad things happen to children uh but yeah that's uh that's basically it for me well let's say, I say as though that wasn't a massive amount of shows to be watching at one time um, <laughs> not including all of the endless youtube that i watch <laughs> on a regular basis uh but yeah that's that's been what we were watching this week so thank you for listening to us we hope you had a good time uh if you want to listen to us 
other places on the internet. Uh, we're pretty much everywhere podcasts can be found, and all of our episodes are uploaded on our YouTube, where we also do live streams once about once a week. And as always, if you want links to anything that we're talking about in the time codes, you can go to certifiednunas.com, our website, where every single episode that we have done uh, is there. Uh, and it's four years of episodes, so there's quite a backlog if you're interested. And if you're, if you're new, welcome. Mm-hmm. We... We're happy to have you. Um, if you want to support this podcast and, you know, keep keep our hosting, help us with our hosting fees and such, you can go to patreon.com slash certified newness to join the certified found family. Woo. It's our family on the web. We have a good time uh, with our patrons over there, and we think they're the absolute best. Anyway, we hope you are having a fantastic week. Uh, and if you're American, happy belated Thanksgiving. Uh, we hope that you had a, some good good eats and saw your family or you know if you don't celebrate we hope you had a good thursday (laughs) so anyway uh have a great time and you know keep your little immunocompromised friends in your thoughts by wearing a mask and washing your hands and continuing to enjoy asian entertainment goodbye Bye. bye